Hi there, and God bless you. I'm Brian Hallam. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for downloading it, and thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram and for liking and sharing what we post there. I just want you to know that I believe God wants to do something great in your life and in your family. So as we go into the Word today, let's go in with faith and hope and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do in your life. Amen. Bump your neighbor, tell them, now what? You can be seated. Praise God. You love our praise and worship team at all, don't they do a, a good job? I want to talk this morning about what to do now, especially when you feel like you are going through something again that you didn't think you were going to have to go through again. Or maybe you're going through something for too long. For instance, uh, just a, a brief example might would be if you have some allergies or something and you're coughing or, or you're beginning to get some symptoms and two or three days later you think, well, this, this stuff's going to go sooner or later. And then uh, uh, a week goes by and you're like, man, I wish this would hurry up and leave. Then two weeks goes by, you're like, oh my gosh, I wish this would leave. And then three weeks, you're like, okay, that's it. And the little clock on the inside of you goes off and says, I have been dealing with this for too long. My timer is going off. I am, I've been wrestling with this one thing too long. You see, there's something on the inside of each one of us that kind of has this understanding of when something, a season is about to change and it's because there's something on the inside of you that just kind of goes off or lets you know, hey, this is just too long. The, the interesting thing is, though, the more mature you are, the longer it can take for that thing, that impatience to show up. In other words, if you're driving somewhere, and so uh, it wasn't uh, a week or two ago, we drove and we went to Austin and, and we had our kids in the car and we're driving and I said, all right, we're going to go to Austin. And we didn't get out of the college station city limits before the kids said, are we almost there? And it's like, well, I mean, if we were like driving to China, yeah, we would almost be, you know, comparatively, if that was the destination, you know, then we would almost be to, to Austin. But since Austin is the destination, no, we are not even remotely there. Matter of fact, 10 minutes ago when I bought you those chicken nuggets, I told you it was going to be two and a half hours. So just strap in, buckle in, chill out. We're going to be there when we get there. We get to Caldwell, which is about 20 minutes down the road. And all of a sudden, hey, uh, are we almost there now? And it's like, no, ma'am, we're not almost there. And, and, and my son looks and he's like, but we've been driving for like two hours. I'm like, no, man, you're just out of nuggets. It has not been two hours. It's just been a little amount of time. But the more mature you get, the more, the more patience you have because you know you are heading to a destination, you are heading to a place, and there can be some time that goes by, but time, whenever you're mature, it doesn't bother you like it does when you're immature. And I'm not mad at my little boy for wanting to know when we're going to get to Austin. I'm just saying there is a certain level of patience that children have that as we grow stronger and we grow more mature in God, our patience ought to supersede that of someone that is young and immature. Can I get an amen? 
So as we're going through this, uh, we have to recognize that in your life and my life, we're going to go through things. And that timer, that ticker on the inside is going to go off and it's going to let us know that we have uh, uh, circled the wagon too many times. We've done this thing too many times and it's almost time for the next season. But for you and me, when we sense that, we have to do what God says and God says for you and me to wait. Somebody say, I don't like waiting. I don't either. But God says, if we wait, we get stronger. In Acts chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 4 in just a second. But this is when Jesus is just about to ascend into heaven. So he was killed about uh, 43 days before that. He rose from the dead on Sunday morning, the first Easter, changed everything. And for 40 days, he shows himself to his disciples in different places. He's then about to ascend into heaven. He's literally going to rise up off of the earth. He's going to disappear into the clouds, which, by the way, this is how he's going to come back one day. We're going to see him coming in the clouds. Uh, But he ascends, he goes into the clouds, and then the veil between heaven and earth is split open for a moment, and there's a multitude of angels around. And the disciples are like, oh my goodness. And the angels are like, hey guys, y'all better do what Jesus said. And Jesus gave them very specific instructions. Now, it's important that we understand he didn't just give them instructions based off of what they had experienced. He was giving them instructions that would sustain them for the next season of their life. What you did in the previous season might not be what you're going to do in the next season. Somebody needs to get comfortable with change Because it is God who does not change, but you and I are called to be changed from glory to glory. He's calling us to a higher place of praise, another level of love, another level of compassion. So Jesus has given them instructions, and this is right. For three and a half years, he had walked side by side with them. He had taken them Everywhere they were going to go, he gave them specific walking instructions. Go to, the, go to the place, go fishing, get a coin out of the fish's mouth. Go over here, take somebody with you. Come back over here, go get a donkey, bring it to me. Everything was very specific and short-lived. And when you give instructions to your children, when you will be present, it's very different than you give instructions to your children when you will not be. For instance... If you're sending your child to the store, when I grew up, we used to have this little store called Tidbit, and I could ride my bicycle down to Tidbit, and I could spend me $2 or whatever, and I could get me a Coke and stuff, and and I have a good time. And if I was going with my parents, they wouldn't tell me anything. They'd just say, follow me. But when I was going by myself, now some specific instructions arose. So they would say, let's go, and we would go, and we would walk down the street, and they wouldn't think anything about the fact that there was a dangerous street because my mom or my dad had me by the hand. But whenever I was going alone, there would be very specific instructions. Do not go down this road. Walk on the sidewalk. Stop and look both ways before you cross the road. Do not take anything from a stranger. Do not get in anybody's car. You do exact, and, and when they're telling you this, as a kid, you know, your eyes just start to glaze over and like, okay, whatever, I'm going to go get some Skittles and it's going to be amazing and I can't wait to get to Tidbit and I'm even going to play the arcade game when I get there, maybe live in a little Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man, sorry, Miss Pac-Man, and it's just going to be incredible. And they're like, listen to me. That road is dangerous. I know you think everything's fine, 
But I'm not going to be with you like I am with you right now. So pay attention to the instructions that I'm giving you. Jesus is telling them what they need to do in his absence. Now truly God is everywhere. But they had walked for three and a half years next to God incarnate in man. Walking, seeing him, touching, eating, everything he ate. Everything was just hunky-dory. And there wasn't much they needed to do other than just follow him. But now Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He's about to sit down next to his father. He's about to begin to prepare a place for them and for you and for me. And everything's going to be different. So he's giving them probably some of the most, if not the most important instructions that were ever given to a believer you need to be ready for your next season listen up he says to them and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart everybody say wait he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which says he you have heard of me. It's an overwhelmingly powerful thing when you wait on God. When you decide that you're going to do what God says, so many times His instructions include something that is contrary to what we would do in the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. There is something very powerful about waiting on the Lord. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 31 that when we wait on the Lord, that our strength is in fact renewed. When we wait on the Lord, our strength is renewed. Because the strength that got you through the last season will not sustain you through the next season. So there's a place when we are going to listen to God and we're going to hear what He's telling us to do and we're going through a season and we're going through a trial and we're going through a tribulation and we're going through something and it's like, why do I keep coming back to this thing? And that little timer on the inside of you is going off. It's like, this is too many times. It's too long. You should have been past here by now. And the Spirit of the Lord is sitting there telling you, wait. Jesus had just risen from the dead. If the disciples were thinking anything, They had to think, man, we're about to take over now. Not even death could hold him. I could see Peter whenever he's talking to Jesus. And and Jesus is like, all right, guys, I want to talk to y'all. I'm about to head out for a while. I want to talk to y'all. And I could just see Peter sitting there going, you betcha. And Jesus said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait. And Peter probably pulled that same sword out that he cut that guy's ear off with. And he just started sharpening. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, Lord. We're going to get him now. We're heading to Jerusalem. We're going to take over. Your kingdom is about to be reestablished. I can't wait. I knew you were holding out for something, but we're going to get him, Lord. You don't even wait on him. He's starting in that thing. He plucks the hair out of his head. He, he throws it on the blade. He's like, oh, I got her dialed in now. He's out there working on a, working on a tree. He's like, whoo, whoo. I'm not going to miss next time. I'm not just going to hit the ear. I'm going to get the whole cantaloupe. And he's just sitting there going through the whole thing, and he's ready for it. And Jesus is like, Peter, stop it. You're looking at Jerusalem as the prize. And I'm fixing to hand you the whole world. God's plan for you is always exceeding 
abundantly above more than you could ask or think. That's why he says to you and me, between seasons, we've got to get very good at waiting. Isaiah 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You will renew your strength when you wait. Jesus knew that when the promise of the Father, which was the fullness of the Holy Spirit, came in Jerusalem, they would have the power necessary to complete the next portion of their mission. But without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of them, they were incapable of completing what God had called them to complete. In your life and my life, you've got to get so good at waiting on God. You've got to get so good at waiting on that strength to be renewed because you can't pour out of an empty vessel. You've got to have the strength necessary to make it through the next season. And the next season of your life requires a strength that you might not have renewed right now. You say, I'm tired of going through this thing. I wish this hadn't happened to me. I wish it hadn't happened to you too. But waiting on God is different than waiting on your friend at Starbucks. Because when you wait on your friend at Starbucks, they may or may not show up. And if they're too late, you start looking at it. You go, well, they told me they'd be here at 3. It's 3.05. They're not here. 3.10. I'm going to text them at 315. 315. You text them. They don't text you back. You're like, I don't know where they are. Finally, 3.30 rolls around. Your coffee's cold. You're done. You don't want any more. You already decided to have one of those unicorn frappuccinos, and it tasted crazy. And you're like, man, forget it. I'm out of here. You waited, but you waited with an expiration date. I'm going to wait this long And then I'm not waiting anymore. God is not a man that he should lie. And his promises do not have expiration dates. If he told you he's going to bless you in your coming in and bless you in your going out, then that is what's going to happen in your life. If he says by his stripes we are healed, then you are healed by the stripes on Jesus' back. He says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It's a very powerful word in Hebrew. It's the word kava. And it literally has a definition. And so I don't get it wrong. I'll read it. It says, to wait, to look for, to look eagerly for, to hope and to expect. When we are waiting on God, we are not waiting as if we are twiddling our thumbs with a maybe he'll show up at Starbucks like he said he would or maybe he will not. No, when we wait on the Lord, we are leaning in with great expectation that what he said he would do, he will do. The good work that He has begun in you, He will complete it. I'm not waiting on God like He might show up. I'm waiting on God like today is the day and now is the moment. And I'm trying to keep my expectation at the highest level because your expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous to manifest in your life. 
When we wait on the Lord, we are looking with great expectation. We are believing God. We're saying, today is the day. I know it's going to happen. You say, what happens if it doesn't happen today? Tomorrow is my day. You say, what happens if it doesn't happen tomorrow? Tuesday is my day. I'm not backing off. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to stand on this. Well, how long are you going to believe God? Until the promise of the Father shows up. Come on, clap your hands for joy in the house of God. Until the promise of the Father shows up in my life. Until God makes a complete and total spectacle of me in front of all of my adversaries. Until God manifests Himself so strong that sickness can never come on my body. Until something shifts in my life. Until I truly am the lender and not the borrower. I'm not backing up. I'm not leaning back. I'm expecting God to do something good in my life. I'm believing him. He said, well, you don't understand. My fence is broken. The cat's mean. The dog barks at me. Forget about the cat. Nobody likes cats. The dog will come around. But God never fails. Never. God never. Listen, we don't sit there and, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord. If he would do something, I hope he'd show up sometime. I don't know when he'd show up sometime. Listen to me. That's not waiting like the Bible says. Waiting like the Bible says is looking down the road saying, I believe today is the day he's going to show up and when he shows up, I'm going to be ready. And then you go to bed and you wake up and you go the next day and you say, I believe today is the day that he's going to show up and when he shows up, I'm going to be ready. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And what you don't get oftentimes in the moment, you don't realize it. While you are expecting God to do something, your strength is being renewed. While you are, you are anticipating it. Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? The guy goes, he's like, Dad, I want my inheritance early. He takes it and he goes and wastes it. And he finds himself one day feeding some pigs and he was wishing he could eat what the pigs ate which is really bad for a Hebrew because they're not even supposed to be around pork. And he's just at the lowest of the low. And he comes to himself and he decides to go home. The Bible says when he's walking back home, we don't know if he was naked, but he was definitely filthy and, and wearing rags, barefoot, walking down the road. The Bible says that his father sees him from afar. And runs out to meet him and falls on his neck and embraces him. That is waiting God's way. If you have a prodigal son or daughter, I want you to spend every day just looking down the road. Well, today's the day, Margaret. She's coming home today. What makes you say that? Because I know God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. He who begun a great work in her will complete it. And today's the day. Then you go to bed. And you wake up. And if she didn't show up that day, 
You go back and you look again and say, well, Margaret, today's the day. What do you mean today? Today's the day. I'm going to see her walking down that road. She's going to walk right down here and she's going to be expecting me to be mad at her. But I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm going to take my coat and I'm going to wrap up all, all of her shortcomings and I'm going to cover them up. I'm going to put shoes on her feet. I'm going to put a ring. Because my prodigal children, they're coming home. I know that. Today is the day. I've been waiting on the Lord. I'm expecting Him to do something good. In my, I just believe God. Today is my day. It might not be your day, but today is my day. You're just expecting God. You're just expecting God. It's kind of like you're on a team. And, and, and you're, you're, you're sitting there and you know, the coach has to call your number for you to go in. So you're waiting. You got a choice. You can, you can be sitting there waiting. You turn around. You be looking up in the bleachers. Watch somebody, there's somebody over there eating a Frito pie. You say, man, I wish I had me a little Frito pie right now. Or you can be right up next to that coach. I'm ready when you are, coach. You want me to go in. You want the ball? I'll get the ball. You want me to go in? I'm ready because I am waiting. I am expecting. I am hoping. You can either be the Frito pie guy. Or you can be expecting to be put in the game. Let me tell you what you better not do while you're waiting. You better not go fraternize with the other team. It's hard to rebuke the devil when you've been playing with him for three weeks. It's hard to rebuke the enemy away from you when you've been walking hand in hand for a month. I'm not saying God won't do it. He'll do it right now today. I'm telling you while you're waiting... Don't you believe the lie of the enemy? Because he'll look over from the other sideline. If you were on our team, we'd play you more. It's way better over here. Y'all just have water. We got Gatorade. Glub, 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 glub. You're like, I love Gatorade. Don't you believe the lie of the devil? When you're waiting on God, your strength is being renewed. You're being built up in ways that you could... You, could, you can only imagine. You're being strengthened. Even now, I know, sir, I know, ma'am, you're going through that thing again, but God is strengthening you. Your spiritual muscles are getting stronger. And the right moment, in the right time, in the right season, God's going to release you. And He's going to pour out His Spirit upon you in a way that cannot be contained. They were hiding in a room, terrified for their life. And then the Spirit of God showed up and they spilled out in the streets talking about how good God is. Because when you get renewed, when your strength gets rebuilt, how does it get rebuilt? We wait on the Lord. How do you wait on the Lord? You wait with expectation. Today's my day. Today's my moment. It's going to happen today. I can't wait. Wake up in the morning and say, I'm blessed and I cannot be cursed. And my God is going to open doors for me today. And I can't wait to see what He has for me. Then you go through life and you feel like you just get clocked by the enemy. You go, pow, oh man, I didn't think I was going to experience that again. But I know I'm expecting God to do something in my life. Because when He shows up, no devil in hell is safe. Everything begins to shift. Everything begins to turn. 
They that wait upon the Lord. Those that hope and expect and look for Him to do something. Those have their strength renewed. Stand to your feet, please. Galatians 6, 9 says, Don't grow weary in well-doing because in due season you'll reap if we faint not. Your due season is coming. For some of you in some of your moments, it's today. For some of you, it's going to come soon. But our job is very simple and we are, everybody say this, say, I am mature in God. I am patient. And that is one of His virtues. We are not immature to the place that when the appointment is the appointment doesn't show up on our timetable that we begin to put God in a category that he could somehow lie and that he won't show up the reality is it just means due season hasn't shown up yet we're not going to be like my eight-year-old little boy who's wonderful but we're not going to be like him when it comes to driving uh, out of town And every two seconds start questioning whether or not God's even going to make it. No, we're not going to question. Oh, we've been driving for two hours. You had not been driving for two hours. You're just going through it. You're going through some. I'm sensing this real strong right now. You're going through some stuff. But let me tell you how you're going to come out. You're going to come out refined like pure gold and not even smelling like smoke. What that means is the residue of what you're going through right now is not going to hang on to you. It will not be the thing that everybody thinks about you. What everybody thinks about you will be, wow, that person is blessed. That person is full of faith. That person is kind. That person loves the Lord. That person has a great marriage. That person has a great relationship with their children. No, there's something about going through things that causes us to be strengthened. And while we go through, we wait. But not like the world. We wait expecting God to do something good in our life. Give God a big hand of praise. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.